0: Hello, reader. I'm Alex. I'm Kelly, and this is the Litjoy Podcast.
1: All right, hey readers, welcome back. Uh, Today we're doing a Fun Friday reading recommendations holiday edition. Mm -hmm. We wanted to do uh, our top ten holiday slash kind of winter Christmassy reads today.
0: Yeah. So So. Fun Friday, Fun fun Friday. Friday. Um. Perfect. We're going to bust right through these so you That's can great. add them to your TBR list and then get back to doing what you were doing before. Yeah. Hopefully it was reading a good book. Uh, first up on the list is A Christmas Carol, Can't Not. Mm-hmm. And just like one of the greatest. I love it. It is a ghost story that takes place at Christmas. I don't know why people don't understand how <laughs> that is the coolest thing. I'm like, it is a haunted Christmas story. So it's very much like I feel like Nightmare Before Christmas kind of does this too where it's like Halloween Christmas vibes. I love
1: it. It's great. I love it so much. It's like a, a traditional read for a lot of families, too. Yeah. Every year we read it at my house. Love it. We watch like the Muppets version or something. Or- <laughs> Do that, too. I watch all of them. I know. Number one on the list. Number, Number one. two. Okay. Number two. Another classic Little Women. Yes. Little Women is just this hmm. darling story about this family, these women, these sisters. And a lot of it is set during a winter time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so cozy. It's loving. It is.
0: It's like, you, even though it takes place during, like, the Civil War, mm-hmm. I'm all, it's it's all about the resilience of, like, yeah. love and family and sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And it just also, because of the movies, I feel like it's feels like a Christmas book because yeah. it takes place in the winter. There's something so homey about it. Yes. Cozy. Um, which makes you want to cozy up with a cup of tea or cocoa by the fire. So. Yeah. I'm like, perfect book two. Yeah. All right. Book three, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. I think similar to Little Women, yeah. this one is such a great, like, visceral, wintry read. You feel like you're in this enchanted winter wonderland. And I feel like it's good for all ages.
1: Oh, yeah. We did a fun book club for this one, one. and got to walk through our little Narnia closet or whatever, yes. you know, into the book club. And, uh, again, totally, like you were saying, just cozy, fun little uh, fable-type story, and it yep. continues on. So
0: And a fantastic like a fantastic Christmas book club. Yes. Thing for sure
1: classics are so good for christmas That
0: oh yes um
1: i've read a lot of books that are based during winter but they're not very happy books yeah so i tend to not recommend those ones because i'd rather
0: feel like an upper especially when the weather's kind of cool outside it's like you can get that seasonal depression so it's nice to have those books that are kind of like like uplifting and hopeful and cozy yeah
1: Yeah. okay number four Another kind of classic, um, Letters from Father Christmas. And this oh, is by so J.R.R. Tolkien. Yes. And we, again, read this together. Um, beautiful little children's book. It's all these letters and uh, images compiled into a book that Tolkien wrote for his children. Yes. So he would write these every Christmas as, as if he was Father Santa. And yes. uh, write to the children. Um, In his fa-
0: so his own children. So yes, the, yes. they all lived at Oxford. So if you can just imagine, yeah. it's like he's writing and illustrating These letters to his children and in the letters he started writing an elven language. And so it was pre and during writing Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. And so you see these early ideas of elves and of creatures come up in these letters from Father Christmas to his children. Mm -hmm. And it's like they appear in Lord of the Rings. Also what I love about these is um his children actually grow up through World War II. Yeah. And so the letters begin with his older children and then by the time he's writing the end ones like 20 years later it's to his younger children and he'll mention his older children in the letters and like while they might not believe in Father Christmas anymore you have to, you know, you have to have enough Christmas spirit for them. And I even yeah. just talking about it, I'm going to kind of cry because I felt like it was just these really beautiful letters, letters from my father to his kids. It was just.
1: Yeah. And they're letters, but it was also like this almost arcing story. Oh, for sure. You know, like he kind of kept the polar bear, he kept certain (laughs) stories going and he is an artist. Mm -hmm. He drew many of his own you know maps and illustrations in you know the whole lord of the rings series and so it was so cute to see what he did for his own children oh, yeah. in this book so there's a beautiful illustrated
0: edition of this out there i would highly recommend it i think there's like two or three so i'm like there's a few options yeah. and it's worth buying the book itself it's so pretty okay well i'll speak a little bit to this one but this is such a one near and dear to your heart kelly yeah. is the book thief by mm-hmm. Bar, marcus Zusak. so why is this a christmas recommendation Um, I
1: think why I would recommend this one, one, you know, it's set during a cold time again Mm -hmm. during World War II, but you get what I love so much about the book thief is the takeaway. A lot of the takeaway for me is the power of words and Liesl, who's the main character. She, she, they call her the book thief because she steals books. They're burning them, right? So she steals them, hides them and learns to read. She learns the power of words. Um, so obviously I'm a bibliophile. I'm loving it. Um, and then again, there's this cozy factor to it and this sense of hope. There's a lot going on that's not hopeful, but you do get, um, especially towards the end of the book, this threaded sense of hope that's happening throughout that kind of warmed my heart. Yeah. And uh, it's one I want to just curl up with. No, I'm going to need a box of tissues and um, yeah. a full night to read.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful and it's also has like that childlike hope that I feel like is so synonymous with Christmas yeah. and with the holidays and so it's really beautiful book. Um number 6 we put on here is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh yes. I feel like you could read essentially any book, a Harry Potter book, during the holidays. The one thing I do love about each Harry Potter book is it has a Christmas moment. Yeah. Like there's always that moment where the students are at Hogwarts experiencing Christmas. Yeah. And I feel like that's really magical for my children. And so I read that with my children. And um, it's a great time to start the series mm-hmm. because – you can get even now. I feel like I can. Get, I get addicted to reading it like the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have that holiday break, and so you can buzz through a couple of them, which I feel like they're such a great binge read during yeah. the holidays,
1: especially because, well, like with Harry throughout the series, he hasn't really enjoyed Christmases before. Yes. And even if he's staying at Hogwarts to celebrate, or he's at the Burrow with the Weasley family, you—it's just universal that feeling of belonging. To a found family of some kind, you know, whether it's not your own, um, and experiencing the joy no matter what age that that holiday brings. So, I, yeah, I always loved those moments in the Harry Potter books.
0: I'm grateful that, you know, J.K. Rowling put that into all of them. Especially because they're not really key to the plot, but they're always just like such a beautiful escape.
1: Yeah, like that human moment of just holiday break yeah and what that looks like i know i love it all right number Number seven we have the golden compass by uh, philip Pullman. uh again takes place very much in a wintry setting polar bears things are happening here so another beautiful juvenile fiction uh that's very immersive yes and again i don't know any any other to say i think uh, these are all cozy reads is what we're trying to say i guess
0: and it's very enchanting i would say uh, the golden compass in my mind is a little more edgy yeah like um it, like uh it is the stakes are a little bit higher in mm. some of the story points, but um, all around, just like I love the animal familiars mm-hmm. and and how enchanting it is, and it's an escapist read, which I think is great during the holiday season too. Yeah, to kind of like get lost in a story, perfect. Number eight, we recommended the Night Circus. Speaking of escapism, <laughs> give me a couple sentences of why you love the Night Circus for the holidays. Um, the night circus
1: for the holidays is because again, it's magical. Mm-hmm. It takes you out of reality and into the reality of the night circus itself. And so yes. it transports you. And it is just uh, totally
0: immersive. Yep. In such a and it's literally like magical snow is happening, yes. magical clock making, delicious like caramel popcorn chocolate mice. like yeah like treats and that whole experience of having like these enchanted food and
1: it also reminds me of like going to all the holiday
0: parties yes <laughs> all the totally, foods it's totally like a holiday party but yeah. a circus yeah
1: yes definitely Perfect. okay uh moving on from the night circus number nine is the winter sea by Susanna Kearsley and I believe I said that right yeah. Susanna Kearsley Uh, I wanted at least one romance in here and this is one I've read a couple times now and it is Romance and time travel combined. One of my favorites.
0: In the British Isles. Also yes. a fave.
1: It, you know, I also love Outlander. Similar genre. A mm-hmm. little less on the <laughs> cozy <Spice>. factor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Outlander is not cozy. <laughs> I want everyone to know that.
1: But um, <laughs> this one is wonderful. She's, you know, the main character goes to Scotland. She's trying to research for a book she's doing. She rents a cute little cottage in a village. And of course...
0: A hot guy appears.
1: Exactly. Hot guy pops in. But then she gets pulled it out into a different time period because there's time travel and she's trying to understand uh what's going on what is this all trying to tell her basically but she's she's like channeling all these memories and she's like are these mine are these someone else's is this my book and in the meantime there's lots of cozy moments with the romance happening in between hot guy hot hot guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) anyways great uh fiction romance yep it's And also just, I feel like, really visceral setting. So you're yeah. like— you're, It's
1: always talking about, like, the cold rain and wind and things like yeah, that, like, where you just, like, pull the blanket over your shoulders. You're like,
0: cardigan book. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay. And number 10 recommendation on our Fast Fun Friday is Murder on the Orient Express. This was fantastic. One of Agatha Christie's yeah. best. Uh, I mean, all of Agatha Christie is great for murder, murder mystery. This one was the Orient Express gets stranded uh, because of an avalanche uh, on in the middle of the snowy Alps. And so you're literally in, the, in a snowball, the whole book, <laughs> and there's a murder. And I feel like it's just, uh, I, I didn't guess the ending when I read uh. this one, which I feel like with murder mysteries, especially classics, you kind of like get to the ending before the book ends. You kind of like guess yeah. it. I didn't on this one. I loved it. Yeah. And, it's a great whodunit. You're like, oh, for sure. And you kind of like aren't sad about, like you love the ending too. Yeah. So like for a murder mystery, it's not, I wouldn't say so gory that I wouldn't recommend it. it it's no. really, yeah. Oh, fun
1: fact. I put this on here. Agatha Christie is the most widely published author of all time, outsold only by the Bible and Shakespeare. What? With all of her books combined. Yeah. Her books have sold more than 1 billion copies in English and other another billion in in different languages. So uh, she died in 1976, and, but she had a six-decade career. I'm
0: like, high five, Boss, Agatha Christie. Agatha, yeah. That's so. it. We should, I'm like, if I, it should be Nora Agatha if I have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Agatha is such a perfect witch name, too. Oh, I love it. She's I a, know.
1: I've read several of hers. They're all great. But this one for the holidays is absolutely the perfect recommendation. So love it. Hey, okay, there's for the joining. top 10 holiday reads suggested from LitJoy, Alex and Kelly. Boom. Thank you, readers. All right, reader. Thank you for listening to the LitJoy podcast. Make sure to rate and review us. And like a good book, don't forget to recommend us to your friends.